Good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You. This is your host, Ken, for the week of January 4th, 2018. Who do I have with me today? You have Luna. Okay. This is Gray. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks, you guys. Um, and uh, Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Now we gotta get used to saying 2018 for the next 52 weeks. <laughs> yeah, tell me yep. about it. So, what have we been listening to, Greg? Why don't you go first? Ah, uh, it's it's been a, a busy week for me at work. Uh, so I haven't really had a chance to really listen to too much. Uh, interestingly enough, yesterday I was listening. No, it was Tuesday. Uh, I was listening to Utada's Exodus album, which is her American-produced album, while I was shopping at uh, the local Target. And it wasn't my cup of tea, but it wasn't terrible. Um, I think Utada's Japanese work is better, uh, but um, it wasn't atrocious by any means but it, it was just it's different from what i'm used to it's, it's, it was a different sound um and it, it just a lot of the songs didn't hit on much so um but i listened to that and um been listening to some more scandal um as of late and um just a few other bands nothing too special what about you and luna, you, luna? I've been listening to a lot of, I guess you could say, random songs on my pod at work. Uh, a lot of Japanese R&B. So, Jasmine, Mflo, Lisa, Aisha, Hiromi, just to name a few. Kind of like the style I've been really into lately, especially like Jasmine and Aisha. I went through like all their albums in one day and I'm just like, Oh, they need something new. Cause their music, they haven't done anything for a little while. So oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Strictly for me, I've been listening to Mflow. Um, I just got their new album, which is Mflow universe. And it's pretty much their entire discography. <laughs> yeah. So it's like 150 songs. And I'm like going through that slowly, um, just picking apart whatever songs. But a lot of it is just their interludes, also. So sometimes on certain CDs, they do like a little rap interlude to kind of transition to the next song. And they, they count that as a song, too. So it's like in actuality, probably like 110 songs, I want to say. Wow. That's quite but, the catalog. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure they did that just so that they could hype up their new their new album with uh, Lisa again. Probably. Yeah. But did yes. Mflow Universe contain all the Love series as well? Yes, it did. So there's that. A lot of that. <laughs> I do like the Love series because that's where I found out about a lot of the artists that I like now is through Mflow. All the collaborations they did put me in touch with a lot of good artists. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, since this is the first episode of the new year, um, we are gonna try something that usually a lot of music podcasts, or I guess a lot of podcasts in general, won't really do with this program. We are going to cover the Kohaku. And the Kohaku is pretty much the Red versus White. Um, it's the Song Music Festival. It's the most prestigious um, music festival or music program in Japan. And it is a whopping four and a half to five hours long. If I'm correct, I yeah, it it's 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 hours. right at four hours and thirty like, minutes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a pretty hefty thing, and pretty much they use this to kind of celebrate a lot of what happened in the past year. Um, if you did well, records wise or um, sales wise, you're usually invited onto this show. But and also what another thing is to this is probably the last edition of the Heisei era um, in Japan because they're gonna be moving on to a new era. They haven't named it yet, but it's possibly the last one anyway. But yeah, um, all three the three of us watched it. <laughs> yes, yes we did. Yes we did. Most of it. Uh, most of it. <laughs> um, it is a a slog to watch through traditionally in japan you're watching this and then it leads up right to right up to new year's so um you're you're using this to kind of just skate by for uh um time's sake for new year's anyway i'll, I'll say i found it but more, yeah I, i'll say i found it more entertaining than uh what we were watching at the new year's party i attended not that I had a boring, I went to a boring uh, New Year's party, but, um, like, just, I don't know, it just, like, this was a lot more fun and entertaining, uh, and the music was a lot better. <laughs> yeah, they, they, recently they've been trying to do a lot of stage production towards it, and you kind of saw it a lot through this year's one. Uh, this one had a lot of money put into it it's very <laughs> obvious from the onset um i, I oh, mean yeah. they, they had they had um holograms in one of the acts so you, you you know they really put forth the money to to make this a spectacle okay and with that let's kind of just uh go down the list here and kind of just give our thoughts about the songs and the artists uh i'm particularly interested in what to hear what you wanted to say Greg, because this is kind of a lot of it is kind of new to you <laughs> yes uh, um, I, i'd say 95 percent of it was new to me like there are some artists I, I have heard of but never really had the opportunity of hearing any of their music um some of it was surprisingly good some of it was not not like there was never a bad song i mean they had 45 acts um which is a lot and there's not a bad song in the entire 45 of them but 
there are songs that were much better than others. Uh, there, there was just some where I was like, yeah, it's, it's not bad, but you know, it wasn't like I'm not going to run out and buy their albums tomorrow. But then there was other songs where, like mid performance, I hopped on iTunes and I purchased them because I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> this is this is going with me wherever I go because the song is awesome. So. Yeah, uh, and I kind of want to, to hear your reactions from a lot of the Inca stuff, too. <laughs> okay. Which one's which one was the Inca? Um, or we, you can point uh, it out as we go. Much, yeah, I'll point it out as we go. And um, Luna, you, you should know a hefty amount. I want to say you should know at least 40 to 60% of them, right? Oh, yeah. I know a lot of the artists on there, and I was very happy to see a lot of them on Kohaku again, or some of them have been on there several times. So uh, there, there was one person who has been on there f- forty-seven times. Oh yeah, and it's six. It's the sixty-eighth year, so she's only missed like maybe one, <laughs> the first twenty. No, no, this and is if a you've guy. been on all sixty, if you've been, it, he only missed like the first twenty, and if you. Been through all of them. Oh my goodness! I don't know how you're still singing. <laughs> um, and he actually had a pretty good song too. It was uh, Hiroshi Itsuki. Um, he's the 29th act. He he actually had a pretty good song, but yeah, he's been there for ever, I guess. But um, <laughs> but like the entire crowd was really into his song. And, and and by oh, yeah. the end of it, I was starting to get into it a little bit too. So, I mean, it, it was it was a sight to behold. Like like he might he might have been there forty seven times, but it, it's nice to see that he still has like energy and he's excited to be there. And I I got the feeling like he there's no other place on earth he wanted to be at that moment than right there on that stage oh, yeah. doing that song. So it it was it was nice. So yeah, let's um let's start going down through this list. Uh, the first performance was by Heisei Jump. Uh, it was their debut onto the Kohaku. With an um, awkward... They are Johnny's. Yeah, <laughs> with with an awkward song title. Oh yes, um, <laughs> let me uh, say say the song verbatim. Come on in my house and. <laughs> I just I, I feel pretty dirty just saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I I felt like my here's my thing is when I saw the name of the song, part of me wanted to hate the song so much, and then the music kicks in, and Lord, if it's not catchy and really oh, good. Oh. <laughs> I, I was and gonna I'm say like, this song is hella Johnny's. <laughs> and... I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was like, and, I was like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, it's it like, like, I wrote in my notes, like, despite stupid name, great song. I'm like, oh, because it is, it's a good song. It's a really good song in spite of its name. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's that. And, um, so the first acts they usually perform with everyone on the stage too. So all the other acts on stage, and if you guys watched it, if you noticed the people that were doing that dancing motions, also, they they were also from Johnny's. Oh, okay, that makes sense now. 
So that's the only reason why a lot of them just was like, otherwise they were just clapping along and stuff. And, but yeah, after that, there was a uh, little glee monsters. And this I is their first... love them. Yeah. This is their debut onto the, the Kohaku also. Um, they did uh, Sukida and I am looking forward to this group. <laughs> Very much I... so. And I can I say something about them? So yeah, when I was right. in when I was <laughs> when I was in Japan in 2014, I saw them live at a very indie show. I was I wanted to see a singer named Jasmine. They happened to be an opening act for her, and I didn't know who they were at the time. They were signing autographs, but the line was really really long. I regret to this day not meeting them, but I remember their performance because they stuck out. Their voices stuck out, they were cute, and I really, really liked them. And I still regret not getting their autograph, but at least I got to say I saw them live before they got popular. Hey. So. Being a hipster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit, but I really like the group. I think they have good vocals, they have some good songs. So. Oh, th- I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. And, and the, the song that they did was really good. Like, like I, I thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed uh, Sukida. Like, that, that was a really good song. Like, it's, it's nice and sketchy, really upbeat. Like, like, and they, they have some really good vocals too. So. Yes. Okay, and then going down to number three, his name is Kisuke Yamauchi, uh, with I ga Shinji Narenai Nara, and. He's an Inca singer. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know, Inca is like a traditional style of singing of, I guess, for Japanese style anyway. Yeah. Very traditional. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, what took me aback from this one is uh, they had AKB48 members dancing in the background. <laughs> 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 and I, I started noticing this when let's just say when AKB started getting popular and getting invited onto the show, they start dancing around in the background of Inca songs, mostly because otherwise people might not pay attention. <laughs> well, I, well I, I figure they have 48 girls waiting in the wings. Give them something to do. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, no offense to the group. Um, Cause I mean, they're not the only 40 some odd group that was there. Um, yeah, but no, this is a really good song. But I, I felt like it had sort of like an Arabian Nights feel to it. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. the song is mm-hmm. called um, "If I Can't Believe in Love." If you translate it into English, so it sounds like a very love ballady song. Yeah, in English anyway. But yeah, continuing on to number four is E Girls. This is their fifth year going going on to the Kohaku. With uh, Love Queen. Oh, sorry. Love Star Queen, to be accurate. It, it is, do you pronounce the star? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I just want to, uh, just in case it comes up, I want to make sure I'm in vogue. because I'm, This was a good song. Like, this was a really good song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was really good. It was really catchy, too. And my girl, Karen. She's she is looking fine in that song. <laughs> She's my favorite member. Let's just say that much. Everybody's gotta have a favorite. 
Everyone does. <laughs> yep, my favorite left, so I can't say who my favorite is anymore. <laughs> but yeah, okay, let's go down to number five. Um, it's uh, Shisha Amo. Uh, this is their debut year. And I, as soon as I saw this band, I was like thinking, Gray's going to love this band. <laughs> yeah. I thought the same thing. And I actually really liked them too. Oh, they were, they were really good. Um, like, and I love the, uh, like the high school band coming in behind them. Like, yeah, yeah. They were playing, um, the song was called Ashtamo. So it was very, really good. I really liked it. Yeah, I can see myself downloading stuff from them very soon. <laughs> like, like I, I will say, like, like just I love the high school, and and they were like you could tell like they were actually high schoolers, but um, like it, it was just just really cool. I love it when bands like do like a more because because I was in marching band when I was in high school, so anytime like there's anything that kind of gets me back into those days. I, I just fall in love with it. So it, it was definitely a song right up my alley. Um, like I, I would like, I really like it. I'd love to hear more from them. And I, I, I think it would be cool if they come back next year as well. Like, like the, they were pretty awesome. And going down to number six. Oh man. <laughs> uh, it's a singer by the name of, Miyama. Uh, he sung this song called Otoko Ryuji. Um, it's a, they tried to do something very interesting during the performance. So tried is the keyword. Yeah, tried <laughs> is the keyword there. So they tried to do, like, I guess the most completed, like, kendama, like, yeah. trick <laughs> or completion. I, I'm not too sure. If you guys don't know what kendama is, it's pretty much that stick with the string connected to the ball and you're trying to cup the ball or catch the ball or something like that. Yeah, catch the ball and like one of the cups on the side. Um, it, yeah. It, it, it's actually a fun toy and it's actually a lot harder to do than it, than it looks because when, when I was in Japan uh, in 2014, like we, we got to play with a uh, Kendama and I'm... I, I like like it, it's like you gotta have good hand-eye coordination. Like it's it's not that easy, but yeah, like they tried to do this whole thing. I think it was what 115 people. Yeah, it was 115 people, including the singer itself, at the end of the song. And I couldn't pay attention to this song mostly because <laughs> the 14th guy in the lineup and dropped the ball, and I couldn't pay attention, and I was just laughing the entire time. And I felt so sorry because I'm like, this guy has sung his entire career to get onto this stage. And here he's just a guy just laughing <laughs> because the, the, the gimmick that they tried to associate with this didn't work. 14 people in. I can understand if you're like the 100 and or like like right in the middle or something. But right at the beginning at 14 like it, it was and, like and if, uh, if, if if you guys were if you guys were watching it you guys heard the audience just go oh <laughs> yep <laughs> it was just like oh my goodness god <laughs> and, and i think they were trying to get the guinness book of world records because like they panned over and showed them people there <laughs> yeah they're like oh number yeah. 14 um, messed you guys up 
Yeah, maybe but fi- maybe everyone there, man. Like I don't know the record. Maybe fifteen through one fifteen was enough to get them in. <laughs> yeah, because you got to discount the first thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, hopefully. <laughs> no, maybe the the record was a hundred and fourteen people, just consecutive. Right there. But yeah, going going on to number seven, it's uh, interesting. It's a pair act. It's um, I and Naomi Watanabe. So Naomi Watanabe, if you guys don't know this, um, she is a comedian singer. Uh, uh, yeah, she was the one that was limp seeking Lady Gaga, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. Later on, yeah, um, she she's she's become very famous in Japan because of her comedic things. And and a lot of it, unfortunately, has to do with because of her weight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we have a lot they, of it, actors in America that fall under the same trappings. Yeah. So they, she, well, she uses it as a weapon. So she goes, oh yeah. I mean, you can go and get used to it. I'm, I'm this way. Um, they sung a song called Kira Kira, I, and I believe it's Ice third appearance on the Kohaku. But she was yeah, I, pretty much uh, I'm kind of like, I didn't know she was back because I've been a fan of I for years and I thought she retired or quit a while ago. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she had her final I album and then kind of silence. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can you enlighten me on any of that? Do you know anything about I? No, I, I really don't. Like, uh, this is the first song that I heard from her in a while, too. So It was a good song, though. Like, really good. It was. Uh, had a, had a, it was a, it was inspirational song, let's just say that much. Well, it, it, like, it had, a, it had a choir in the background, and they sounded a little churchy. Yeah. But, yeah. Continuing on to uh, number eight. Okay, so this guy was very interesting. So they pretty much got a guy that was, he's been singing for how many years and he got pretty famous in like singing and like bars and stuff like that from what the, they were PBing at. So they brought him on and it was like, it, oh, it's kind of like his shot kind of thing. So I'm kind of interested to see like, oh, well, they've been doing a lot of different things just to kind of keep the Kohaku interesting lately. And it's kind of interesting that they did something like that for this guy. So it was a debut, and he sung a song called uh, Yo Soko no Wakaino. And it's, uh, it's pretty much a guitar song. Uh, like the songs you would hear at like, a campfire or... Yeah, like a, a pub, pretty much. Yeah, uh, when you when you said this was his shot, did you mean that as like a pun? Because his last name is Pistol. Oh no, I did not mean that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that. I'm like, wait, wait, uh, uh, yeah, Takehara Pistol is is the singer, yeah. and uh, like me personally, I I thought it was okay. It it didn't ring too much to me, um, but it was interesting to see like this uh, acoustic company accompaniment um well i mean it's just him by himself but uh, it, it was nice yeah so the first uh, okay going on to number nine. Oh my goodness oh, so it's a uh, it's a singer by the name of midori oka and i am gonna get into inka because <laughs> <laughs> um so she's an Inca singer, and she's sung this song called uh, Sada no Yube. 
Oh, like like this song was awesome, good. Like, it was really good, and mm-hmm, I agree. And oh my goodness, so I started tearing because they showed her talking to her grandma, and her grandma started crying, and I was like, oh my god, who started chopping onions? Oh man. <sighs> but I really like the song, and I would say if if um if I get into because of her, you'll find out why. <laughs> She's a very attractive lady too. Very attractive and very gorgeous voice. Yes, and they had a couple of younger singers there for Inka too, and I can see if they can continue this way of bringing a newer generation of Inka singers, which is really good too, because I yeah. remember um, um, AKB also had an Ink- Inka singer wannabe also, so I was very happy that they were at least trying to keep that tradition alive. As as they should, and, you know, it, it's it, it would be awful if like that died out because people lost interest. Like like that that style of music is very distinct to Japan. It's something that um, helps like when people think of like Western, uh, not Western, um, like Japanese music. Like all like like most people like they don't think of like like idol groups and pop and rock songs and stuff like that. Like like one of my coworkers when I was talking to her about Japanese music and I would played some for her. Like like she was a little disappointed because it just sounded like music you'd hear in America, but they're singing in Japanese instead of English. And so like like the, the good thing about Incas is it's a distinctive style that makes them stand out and, and it, it would be really, really sad if they could no longer do that. Yeah. So. But yeah, continue on to number 10 is Sexy Zone, another Johnny's act. And they sung this song called Gyuto, which was very interesting. They made they asked the entire audience to do the hand motions too. Oh yeah, that is right. I actually really liked the song. It was catchy and you know what? Now I know why they're called Sexy Zone. The guys are pretty cute. <laughs> I had to say it. I was thinking that the whole time, and all the like cute faces they were making, I'm like, God damn it! Now I know why they're popular. They're cute, yeah. you know. All the young girls yeah. go crazy. <laughs> yeah, Wait. this is their fifth year in it, and I was like, Oh man, I can't, I can't say anything because otherwise I gotta turn in my man card there. So I mean, they're fairly attractive. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, they're. They're pretty boys. Um, they're they they weren't the only group uh, on stage that I I would throw under the phrase of pretty boys. But I mean they were they were attractive. I guess I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. But I I did like the song more than I like I wrote on my notes like I like the song probably more than I should. <laughs> like it, it is oh, man. very catchy. I, like I, I, just. Are, are you gonna become a Johnny's guy now? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll wait and see. I, I doubt it, but you never know. Anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, anything's possible. Okay, so now we're going to continue on to uh, number 11 by a singer of uh, Ichikawa Yukino. Uh, this is her second year here, and she's sung Jinsei Ichiro. What did you, you think about that song, Greg? I liked it. it. It was it was nice. It was upbeat. Um, 
let's see i have in my notes like it seems to be some sort of tribute but i'm trying to think of like like some of the imagery they were using because it, it did it look like they were like doing a tribute to something yeah they were they, they were tributing i think to either like i think her she has a, a an ancestor in the business either her mom or something i'm not too oh. sure about that i'm not 100 percent on that but they oh. it seemed like they were tributing something yeah, I, it, it was hard to tell, but I, I liked the song. It was really nice, and um, I, I just wish I knew what they were attributing because I found that a smidge distracting from the song. So I was like, oh, I, because like you see like pictures of um, like older people like, throughout lady. the years, and, and yeah. yeah, I think you see like a picture of an older gentleman too at one point, and and I'm and I was like, I don't yeah. know what they're like, but. I mean, it, it seemed nice, and it was like I said, it was a wonderful song. Yeah, it was a wonderful. Uh, she 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 does uh, she makes her career in Inca. So, and I, I think um, what was it? She 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 sung like she's a fairly uh, popular Inca singer too. So, it's kind of sad to see her only on the stage twice. But yeah. Continue on to uh, number 12. Uh, it's a song by Kohei Fukuda, uh, and he's another Inca singer. And this was a little interesting. I think this was the one with all the umbrellas, right? think so. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah when I he was coming down from the main stage. Yeah, I remember that now. So. I didn't. I didn't write much on my notes for for this song, so I, I don't have much to say. Um, and I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna actually say the note that I wrote because it's a little mean. But <laughs> the song was not bad. But uh, <laughs> I, I, my note's not pretty, so I, I will. I will leave that note alone. But yeah, yeah okay. it was. It was the umbrella song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and continuing down to number thirteen, it's the Sanda Meiji Soul Brothers. Singing happy, and it's uh interesting because they had a live band with them <laughs> performing. Yeah, it was interesting. It was a lot of fun though. Yeah, it was a good yeah. Song. Can, I really enjoyed you, the performance. And you can kind of see why they kind of is they're really popular now. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, watching them live and seeing that, I can understand why they're very popular. I think with just J Soul Brothers in general, I think this is their sixth year. So that's crazy. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, continuing on to number fourteen is by a singer by the name of Yoshimi Tendo. And okay, so she is considered one of the best female Inca singers, and she's been in the business, or at least at the Kohaku, for 22 years. Um, what was specifically um, interesting for her act, the song that she sung is Totom Budi Ninjo. So it's the main street in Kansai in Osaka. She is from of Kansai descent. So all the singers and all the other people behind her were specifically from Kansai. So they had Kanjani 8, which is Johnny's Kansai's group. They had NMB48, some of the people from um, AKB's um, Osaka group. They had a couple of the singers who are from Osaka descent right behind her. Okay. So okay. I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> This song makes a lot more sense now. 
because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, like, I, mean, I, like, I saw it and I saw the people dancing and, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good song, but I didn't, I didn't know like they were all from Kansai. Like, that's actually really cool. Yeah, the, all the people that were behind her singing and with her in that performance, they were all from the Kansai area. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's a good tribute to like specific regions, too, which is interesting. But yeah. Continuing down to number 15 is Sekai Owari. Uh, this is their fourth year here. However, they are missing a member. Um, the other singer, Saori, she wasn't there because she was given birth at the time. Oh, I just, I so, just, I just figured um, it was a stale motif because the because the white team is all men and the red team was all women. So I, I, I just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it just usually depends um, if what team they're mostly going to be on. If it's a song that is mostly on the lady or Saudi's um, voice, then they'll perform for the white, I believe. Oh, okay. But yeah, she she was pregnant, so she couldn't have gone. So they dedicated the song, which they've done. Um, it's called Rain to her because she was it, giving birth at the time. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> good song. in labor. Like, it was a really good song. I really enjoyed it. I have one thing to say about this band. And, and I, I don't know if it was just that evening or whatnot, but the dude in the clown mask was ruining it for me because he oh. was the biggest distraction. Oh. <laughs> I'm like... I'm oh, like, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something here, Grant. He's part of the group the entire time. He wears that mask the entire oh. time because he, he does not like the limelight. So he'd rather just wear the mask and keep <laughs> the separation of church and state. Between that, <laughs> I, I kind of figured that when I saw him with when they're talking to the group and everything, I figured I think he's with them. But I really did like what I I heard. I've never heard of Sekai No Awadi, and it makes me want to check out more of their stuff, though. Like, 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 uh, like, although, like the song is really good, but can he pick yeah. another mask or something? I, I'm all for you know, you know, indemnity, but like. Come on, man! You're freaking me out over here, and I'm trying to watch this. I think he watched it, the Japanese version of it, a while back, and just got along with the clown. Oh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it freaked me out the first time I saw this group too. But I just kind of learned to live with and, it already. And, and, and then, and then every time you see them in the background, you're like, "Up, oh, yep, there he is. There he is. He's just with that creepy ass smile." On the mask. <laughs> and the hair up in spikes. I'm like, oh, Lord, just please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Find another mask. <laughs> they sell them a dime a dozen. <laughs> like, go to the Hakuin store. I'm fairly certain that you can find something that for a dollar that is less terrifying <laughs> and less nightmare-inducing than that mask. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, continuing down to number 16, it's uh, Karaki Mai um, singing uh, Togetsu Kyo uh, Kimi Omo. Uh, so this is her fourth time in it. She's a, another um, very interesting singer. But they did something before this act. So 
this year marks the 100th anniversary of when Japanimation was made. Yes. So they did a little tribute of everything, like all the popular ones up to the 2000s, I want to say. Yeah, it was it was really cool seeing um, Mobile Suit Gundam. Like, like, like Astro Boy was cool, is cool, but I'm not a big Astro Boy fan. But man, I love Gundam. Like, like, like the original Gundam is my favorite Mobile Suit. Like, like, and I know it was just for like a split second, but I like that was really cool. And she, yeah. she done it, but her song specifically is a tribute tribute for Detective Conan, right? Yeah, yeah. They they, they only played um, it, clips from the show because uh, that yeah. song is specifically used for one of the endings and one of the the movies. Yes, I got you. Kuraki Mai's actually done several Detective Conan songs. Um, she's been around since. Oh God, I want to say da, 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 late '90s, like '98, '99. So about when Detective I, I have, Conan started. Yes, I have a yeah. lot of her albums. I think I have every early album. I don't have his newer stuff, her newer stuff, but I like her music and her voice. She's a very interesting singer. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I like right. the song. And did you did you guys see the train on that woman's? I want to say dress. Yeah, I think yes. it was a dress. like her. Oh, her outfit was gorgeous. Oh my gosh! Like what? seeing it was like a huge kimono. Yeah, it was but, beautiful. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm like like she had a she had a train behind her that would put every wedding dress I've ever seen with my own two eyes to shame. Like it was just this epic oh. train. <laughs> I was like, like that takes up one third of the stage. <laughs> Man, but yeah. But yeah, continuing on. So um, it, we get to our first international act of the, the night. Oh, and it's uh, twice with their. If we, if you've been listening to us since the beginning, they have at least appeared on the Oracle on either singles or albums at least once. I, I think and we've they, talked about this song before. Yeah. So. The, okay, the next two acts, they considered it a dance tribute. And so a lot of it was a very dance-centric song. So, But it they, they sung this song called TT. And they asked everyone in the audience to do the hand motions. And to the point that they even made the judges do the hand motions. Uh, yeah. And... It, it, and you just saw that one guy who did it wrong, and then he corrected himself. You have to. Oh, man. I man. will say, I I didn't want to listen to the song for a while. I know it was in the Oricon charts, but hearing it and seeing it live, it's really, really catchy. <laughs> and I did like it, and I can see why it's really popular over there. Oh, They're pretty much like another girl's generation. They, uh, Yeah, I mean, they kind of just with not as many girls. Because uh, I think it's only like four or five girls in Twice, or maybe the band's uh, bigger. And I'm getting them mixed up. But I said I think Twice is Twice. Doesn't they have like eight or nine members? Yeah. I think they have the that. same as Girls' Generation did. Girls' Generation had had nine. I don't know Twice. I I, I want to say it was at least seven. Oh. Uh, because they had a lot of girls with them. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, I think I think it's seven. It's seven. But yeah. Yeah, I I, I will say I, nine nine members. Nine. Nine. Up, <laughs> oh, same as SNSD then. Um. I, I I will say that yeah the song is catchy but for me it was catchy in an annoying way not not infectious way so I was like well yeah but like by the end of it, it was growing on me a little bit but it it, it the I could have lived without the hand gesture yeah I agree with that like I didn't really care for the hand gestures but the song was really catchy and the girls outfits were really cute so oh, man. I can you see don't, why you they're don't, popular. You, you don't like doing the upside down gun poses, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what the gesture pretty much looks like. It looks like an upside down gun pose pointing down. Well, I agree. It looks like they're pointing down, but I wouldn't say guns. <laughs> just like, like, cause like, the, just, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Like, like I don't <laughs> I don't mind them doing them like once or twice in the song, but. Like there was like like people that like they just held that pose like the entire length of the song and and I'm like uh it's it's pretty funny because I'm pretty sure a lot of it is they just never heard the group before and they asked them to do the gesture and they're like I don't know when to properly do it but I'll just do it anyway I'm just, I'm just going along I'm just here for the ride I'm like uh, I'm just here for the ride. Uh... But I mean, yeah, but yeah after- I, you, you can totally see why it's why it's uber popular. Like the moment the song comes on to the moment it ends, you're like, well, I see the appeal right here, right there. It's it's right all over the screen. But I, I'm like, I, I don't know. Like maybe if I heard the song like maybe two or three more times, like I'll, I'll jump on the bandwagon. But right now, I'm like, eh, it, it, it was okay, but. I, I still couldn't yeah. like, yeah. like they overkilled that hand gesture. <laughs> Man, you can't, and, and, you can't and, see it, but I, I'm to, doing it right now, man. <laughs> and, and to be fair, I was way more excited about the guy that was behind them. So, like, because they yeah, had him okay. on stage <laughs> at the same time, and I was like, "Yes, there's my man. There's my man. There's my man." So I, I was like, you know. <laughs> "So." I was like, get, get through me, this so I can get to the good I'll stuff. You, I'll, I'll let you introduce him. Why don't you go ahead and number 18. Uh, number 18 was Daichi Miura. Um, he actually did two songs. Um, he did Cry and Fight and Excite. And like he, he, he killed it. Like He killed it. Like His dance choreography is awesome like every time i watch this man get up like because like if you watch any of his music videos like he's dancing through all of them um and like the man knows how to pop and lock like you won't believe and he he just is smooth and fluid like i love his dance choreography the the guys the other guys that were in his dance group like they were in perfect sync um both songs were excellent uh, and Cry and Fight was actually an acapella song. So was, oh, yeah, because it, it, yeah. it was mostly to focus on the dancing, I believe. Yeah, but I mean, still, because like you could tell, like, they were, they were actually singing, like, 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 there's no, um, lip syncing or anything like that. Like, like, like all these performances were live. They, they, you could actually hear them sing. Uh, and so it was really cool because like you could 
as he's dancing and doing like all these complicated dance moves, like oh, yeah. his voice holds steady. Like 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 he's just standing in front of a microphone doing nothing, and it is just like 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 Daishi Miura knows how to put on a show, and he and he he comes back later on in 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 the show, but he's kind of a background um, person at that point. But uh, I like Daishi was awesome. Like he he in my opinion he was one of the best acts of the show. But, I uh, agree. Okay. He was really amazing. I, I had really to focus good. in for a while now, but I am freaking excited. They put a common writer song in <laughs> the Kohaku. <laughs> so if you guys don't know this, um, Excite is the theme song for last year's, or I guess 2017's common writer, um, common writer X8. The, that the series was really popular. The song was really popular to the point that you can hear it outside in public at any other like department store in Japan. When when I went this past October, they were playing it all over the place. It's a good song. So I think like I liked it. Yeah, I think this in in the history of writer, I think this is the first time that their song is appeared on a stage like this. Well, so they, now, I, now I was like freaking out when I heard that. <laughs> oh, now now they know that all they have to do is just get the Daichi to to, to do the song, and you, you got a hit on your hands. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And it's it's sad because you know I want Sentai to get also to that prestige, but they also farm it out to a a a music group that Toei owns. That's why all their songs is really generic, and they always mention the group. While writer, they contract singers, actual singers, to sing a song that is vaguely recollecting to what the the theme of the song is. So, but yeah, enough on that tangent. <laughs> Going on to number nineteen. <laughs> Um, is a singer by the name of uh, Izumori Kaori. Uh, she's this is her fifteenth year, and she done a song called Hayatomo no Seto. It's another Inka song. Um, yes. What did you think about that? It it wasn't bad. Um, I liked. Um, I I don't want to call it dance choreography because that would imply dancing, and they didn't do that. Um, this is because this is the one where like they had um, a bunch of girls standing in a line and they would put their arms in various positions and de- depending on where in the music what was going on like they would have their arms doing different things and it was really like it was really like everybody was really good on time like nobody stood out or missed a, a, a beat or anything like that. So all the effects that they were going for worked really well. And it, it was, it was surprisingly interesting and well, and then at the end of it, she's on wire hooks and floating. So I'm like, Oh, there was a transition. Oh yeah. Like they, they made a, <laughs> a, a joke saying that that should rise up to the top and she did. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think there's only one girl, like, like metaphorically, there's one girl near, uh, like the the last act. I I think would theoretically rise higher than her because it's just technicality. But actual <laughs> getting off the stage yeah. is the highest. Yeah. 
<laughs> going down to number 20, um, continue on. It's a group by the name of Wanima, and they sung, it's their debut, and they sung a song called uh, Tomoni. Yeah. And you actually really like this song, right, Greg? Oh, yeah, I bought it. <laughs> like, like, the song was still playing, um, and I picked up my phone. I'm like, is this on iTunes? It is. Boom. It's mine now. Uh, and I listened to that today at work. <laughs> like, it, it is. Like, like, like when I first heard the lead singer, I was like, well, uh, like, like, like the music's good. And, 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 like, I like the guitar. I like the drum. I like everything. The lead singer needs a little bit of work. But then, like, halfway through the song, I'm like, you know what? Lead, lead singer is not that bad. I kind of like it. All right. I'm good. And then today I was like, oh, no, no, I, the lead singer's great. Like, like it just, he just had to grow on me a little bit. Like, like it was really good. Um, I, I've never heard of them. Uh, like, this is the yeah. first song I've ever heard by them, but I'm interested to check out more of their work uh, because, yeah, this song was good. This song was really good. What well, was interesting, um, so they're from Kumamoto, and they had the Kumamoto Bear just in the background. <laughs> I, I remember that. And I was like, why is that bear there? It, it, but it, yeah. well, it makes sense <laughs> Just now. to kind of say, hey, we're from this era, uh, area of Japan and we want to represent kind of that area. But yeah. Continuing on to number... Da, da, da. 21. Number 21 with, with a singer named... Um, Shimazu Aya, she sung the song "The Rose," an entirely English song. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's a Bette Midler song from 1978 or nine, I want to say. Like, like I, like I've, I've actually owned the song for two years, two or three years. Like, because it's a beautiful song. It's a gorgeous song. I had to sing this in elementary school as part of a um, recital um that we would put on and so yeah when this came on i i i did i did a double take i'm like what what am i hearing <laughs> this isn't the rose oh no it is oh okay <laughs> all that aside all that aside beautifully sung song um like like the vocalist really talented she had a smidge of an accent but it's not atrocious by any means you can understand what she's saying um so it 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 was it was a it was a good cover but i i felt it was really weird because i'm like what's the rose doing here (laughs) what is the rose call bet midler yeah no (laughs) we're gonna get to more weird stuff in about two acts later hold on So after her, uh, we had a singer number twenty-two. His name is uh, Go Hiromi. He's he's been in it many years, thirty years, and he sung this song called uh, Nioku Yonsen Man no Hitomi. And so he had a bunch of high schoolers as the background dancers, dressed up in seventies and eighties attire. Yes, he did. And they, this, the song was remixed into a Eurobeat song the entire time. <laughs> and um, so the Nioku Yonsen Man no Hitomi, it's a rift on the, the $2 billion man or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So 
Yeah. It, they, they they showed a thing where they show he went to the high school and he cho- he met the 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 dancers and they were like practicing all the beats and stuff. I was just. It was very interesting. I, I'm like, oh look, we're back in the eighties. Oh. <laughs> but I, it was like a fun, you know, it was fun. I like the dancers in the background, even though they were in high school. It was still a lot of fun, you know, with the style and everything like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you you could tell like 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 they were just trying to have fun, and, and the song is awesome. Like 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 oh, I'm like, yeah, I like, like 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 that like that '80s like like because cause like I saw like because like you see all the people and you're like man they look '80s, and then the music kicks in it's like oh well there's your '80s right there. Um, so <laughs> it, it like but like it like I love the '80s. It's my favorite decade. So I. It, you know, any any time to go, any excuse to go back to the 1980s is always, in my opinion, a good thing. So, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. So yeah, so yeah. After this, they kind of had a, a intermission, or sorry, a halftime show. I, so, which <laughs> they, it, they started. It's a little bit before the half halfway point of this of of the of the whole thing, but I, yeah, I guess you can call it a halftime show. Yeah, so they had a halftime show, quote unquote, and so they kind of, I guess, teased us by p- playing the beginning of Poker Face, and they uh, were like saying, "Oh, Lady Gaga's here! What? What?" But no, it was just Naomi Watanabe. Yeah, up, like Lady Gaga. Like, like I was, I was. I was I was expecting Lady Gaga to walk around the corner at any second. So I'm like, oh, is she there? Did they get her? Like, whoa, that would be really cool. Come on stage and sing something. Like, like, and to, in my opinion, I think that's something that Lady Gaga would do. So, so I'm like, well, you know, hey, that's really cool. But yeah, no. Then she's lip syncing. Although I thought it was funny because she walked up to the guy and he passed her the microphone because she was lip syncing the whole time. And and he she passes yeah. like this random dude in the audience, this rando, the mic. Oh, the and old he, guy. He's, yeah, the old guy. He just didn't know like, what to do, right? He's just and the music's just playing, and he's like, "Oh, I'm supposed to move my mouth and pretend like like you can just see the gears turning in that man's head, and before he could move his lips, she rips the the microphone away, and his mouth started moving, and I'm like, oh my. So yeah, not, not only did uh, she perform Poker Face, so she also did Born This Way. Yeah, but nothing funny happens in Born This Way. Yeah, yeah, this <laughs> is a straight, straight lip sync performance. And then after that, so they had a pair act of Chiami um, Bolson and Austin Malone. Austin Malone is a, a U.S. singer. So he's the other international act that they brought here. So they did an interaction with um, Dirty Work, which is the song that he was mostly singing, and a collaboration with With B, which is, I guess, the interlude which she was adding onto the song. Yeah, I I, 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 I will say like I've never heard Dirty Work. I don't know Austin Malone, but I, I thought the song was kind of catchy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I would probably give it a listen or two and say, oh, yes, English-speaking friends, I listen to American music, too. It's just rare. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just rare. It's just rare. Continuing on uh, to number 23 is uh, Kizaka uh, Ke- 46. 
uh, with Fukuon. And this is a heavily, heavily dance-centric song. I love this song. That I loved it. It, Those it was a thrusses. fun performance. <laughs> Those hip thrusts, no. You can't see me, but I'm like leaning towards my computer right now, just saying. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, we'll get back to them later. But something does happen in a later performance that I will mention when we get there. <laughs> but what what do you think of the performance, Craig? Yeah, I, I I liked it. It was yeah, very dance heavy. Um, song was really good, and they they did have cool outfits. Um. Uh, I do wish like they'd do something different with the lead girl's hair. Not that th- not that she's unattractive or anything, but like you can't see her face. And I was like, like I don't know how she sees to hit the beats that she needs to hit. Because um, like her hair is just all in her that, face. Like you can see one eye. How, how, <laughs> the dedication. How, like, the like, dedication. They don't like, need that. Like they I could do that. this with one eye closed, and I'll I'll prove it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, hey. <laughs> yeah, this is their you. second year in the Kohaku, and they only started like I want to say three years, three four years ago. So it's, oh. to get invited within that fast of a debut, it's pretty rare. Let's just say that much. But it is an idol group, so and it is a forty-six group, and it is Akimoto we're talking about. So I'm not really surprised. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, continue on uh, to number twenty-four. It's Kanjani Eight. Um, this is their sixth year here, and they sang a song called uh, Nagu Gaki Beat. They did something very, very interesting though. So they performed out from the entrance hall to the main hall. Yeah. And they interacted with all the other backstage people that were also kind of comedic acts that were happening around, also. Yeah, like I wasn't certain if um they were at, if they were like one of like the traditional acts or if they were like the uh, gold presentation, because uh, all the special presenters are gold and they're not a part of the the voting um thing that they did. So it wasn't until yeah. I was looking at the official list I saw like they were actually in the thing. So. It, it it wasn't, but it was a very. You're right. It was very different and interesting because you 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 got to see a little bit of, of um what goes on behind the scenes. And yeah, it was it was a very good song, a uh, very good, very upbeat song. I mean, beats in the title, so it better be upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, continue on to number twenty five. It's uh, Fukuyama Masaharu. With uh, Tomoe Gakuen. It's uh, the 10th time he's been there. Um, they they did something very special. This Kohaku. This Kohaku I'm not too sure. I, this is the first time I've done it. Or watched it fully in a while. So I'm not too sure if they started it this year. Or a previous year. But they started going out. From the Kohaku main hall. And started filming. Or live filming. From other places. So they did his performance in Yokohama. Oh. He wasn't even part of the main hall. He was they 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 lived filmed it somewhere else, and they were with an, another audience. They did this again later on to Countdown Japan, which was another 
part of the industry entirely. So I'm very amazed that they started doing these things. I don't know when they started, if it was this year or if it was from an earlier year, but, you know, it shows that, you know, as long as you're part of the show, it doesn't matter if you're even in the NHK hall. So I thought that was very interesting. No, it, 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 it was it was interesting and different, and the song itself was really good. Um, wait, it's a bit more of a slower song. It was pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, well, going from a slower song to a very interesting song it, is it, uh, going to number twenty six. It's uh, Sakamoto Fuyumi. This is her 29th time in the Kohaku performance, and she sang a song called Otokonoko no Himatsuri, or the Fire Fire um, Festival of Men. Oh, hey! In my notes, I wrote it sounds like a festival song. <laughs> and it is a festival for men. <laughs> and you can see because he ha- she had a male harem of all the male dancers and singers in the background. <laughs> I, I thought you would have loved this one when you saw it. <laughs> it, it was, it was, uh, I mean, it was nice. Um, like, I, I liked it, um, but, uh, yeah, I, like, I was like, man, this sounds like something you'd hear at a festival. And, and me not speaking a lick of Japanese, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, this sounds really like, like a festival song. Uh, yeah. No, I, c- I can kind of get behind that, so it's catchy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a festival song, all right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's a... Yeah, festival sword. <laughs> okay, but yeah, continuing down to number twenty-seven, it's uh, Nishinokana with with uh, Pa. <laughs> uh, this is her eighth year in the Kohaku. Um, personally, I did not like it. <laughs> well, it's not my favorite song. I mean, she has so many better songs. I mean. But I, I guess it was the popular why... song from this year, though. I think uh, and it was really why. popular by her. I mean, yeah, she had some other good songs, but this one did stick out a little more than some of her others. But it definitely wasn't one of my favorites. I, I really liked it. For me, because I don't like that her this certain style that she sings personally. Like, there's other songs that I like from her. I love her ballads. A hell of a lot more I, than I too. Oh my god, her bounds are good, but I also like her R and B ish songs, like when she first started out. Oh yeah. You know, so I mean, pause. Okay, it's grown on me. When I first heard it, I was, I did not like it, but then after listening to it a couple times on her new album, I it really grew on me. So. But it's, it's really funny. So she was wearing two outfits, and like mid performance, they ripped off the other outfit. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was I wasn't really paying oh. attention. Well, she loves to change. She's and so many. And when I saw that, I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, the host changed four times throughout the show as well. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Cause he was also doing performances in the middle. Uh... <laughs> but. But yeah, um, going. Um, going but I mean, to... I mean, you know, it's it's a long four-hour production. If you need to change mid-song, 
it's nice to know they can accommodate for that kind of mess. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, going down to number twenty-eight, it's a uh, Tokyo. It's a it's um, this is their twenty-fourth year, and they are one of the Olympic ambassadors. Oh, that explains that. <laughs> Because <laughs> behind them, oh, yeah, you I... see like all these Olympic images, and I'm I'm sitting here. I'm like, well, I like. Are, yeah, are, I guess this... this is really difficult for you, Gray, because we're we're watching it live and without subtitles or nothing. So I'm just sitting along here saying, uh huh, okay, I get it. Continue, and you're just like, oh, going by imagery. Right? <laughs> I am like like the whole experience. I'm I'm because like I don't know what's going on or anything like that. So I'm like I'm just watching. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, okay. I see things going on in the background. I'm like, uh, I don't know what's going on here, but it'll get explained some point and I will understand and all will be right with the world and I and yeah. Yeah. Like 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 it was a good song. But... Yeah, the song was called Ambitious Japan and it's kinda just like their motivation song for get, getting hyped for the Tokyo Olympics down in 2020. So, yeah, I had a pretty yeah. cool guitar <laughs> riff in it. Yeah, yeah, and you know this is a, this is an interesting part on their part. This Tokyo is one of their older Johnnies. It's it's part of Johnnies. Oh, I did not know and, that. Yeah, you would not have told t- been able to tell. They're one of the most older acts that are still a current act within Johnnies. I wouldn't know that either, to be honest. No. Yeah, so... And they've been, been there for a while, so... But, yeah. So, okay, so to interrupt this part, they, throughout the entire night of the Kohaku, um, they were doing, like, mini-skits to kind of prepare the stage and other guests and other actors, or the other performers, so to speak. So... They were like doing mini skits in between, and one of the mini skits involved um, Kea Kizaka 46 singing the same song again, except with one of the hosts in there. I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but the main girl, um, which is the girl that has her hair covered, her name is uh, Hirate Yurina. She collapsed literally right after the performance, and if you guys weren't pay- really paying attention, she, um, the main host asked her, "Are you okay?" There's a zoom up of them, and she he kind of turns her and says, "Okay," and she kind of nods, and then they continue the song. When they did the final pose, you could you could tell something's wrong because she was shaking, her hands, her body wasn't really forming right to what the pose was. And then there was another picture after that, which I saw on Twitter, that both her and another um, dancer, her name was uh, uh, Suzumoto Miyu, collapsed after from the um, from the song. And I can understand because this is a very dance heavy song, and those outfits aren't the best kind of outfits to kind of go all out on. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't look uh, breathable much like like they they, they looked very yeah. like they, they looked like taut outfits and stuff but i i didn't notice that anything was because like like i don't understand japanese so like when they're talking like i didn't hear him say like Daijobu desuka? i didn't hear that so um 
Oh, man, yeah, no, you you probably wouldn't have because you no, know, it was like a split second kind of yeah. thing. Like you, and, where and, he just turns, yeah. And and I was a little distracted by seeing like the older host in 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 the group because I was like, that that was weird. <laughs> it, it was like it but was yeah. really weird. That's not the weirdest thing I saw all, all evening, but it, it was it was up there. <laughs> Guy with the fake forehead yeah. was winning that last like 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 every time he came on screen I'm like I don't know what's going on but I'm just rolling with it. So okay, so like Luna was asking me this earlier too. So the guy with the fake forehead, he was critiquing everything, and they kind of used this as a a comedy skit to kind of prepare who was the host, who is who was the axe. It was a continuing thing up leading up to the Kohaku. Okay. So why did he so, beat up the guys in the bondage suits? So they Okay, so that is a it's a inside joke for Japanese television. Um so they were alluding to like Sentai and and Rider and stuff like that. Okay, but I can kinda see that, the, yeah. The the evil things that they were fighting with was like collectors and nhk has these wonderful like skits of if you have a tv you have to pay a tax um for your tv to be hooked up because it's like getting free cable oh wow for the month for the most part so like they have collectors that come by your house and if they kind of see like you have a tv um they'll be like, oh, hey, you gotta pay us a certain amount of money because you're, like, leeching off free cable by technicality. I did not know this. This so is fascinating. They, 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 <laughs> they're making a rib off of that. Oh, okay. Pretty All much. Right. Life makes sense again. So okay. They're, <laughs> so they're kind of being self-aware. Like, our... All three of us have a mutual friend that lives in Japan right now, and he said that he met one of those people because when he opened the door, the collector saw that he had a TV, but he was just plain stupid American and just did not understand Japanese. So he kind of just played dumb and the collector went away. <laughs> hey! That's how you do it. Yeah, that's that, that's one way to do it. <laughs> not, but yeah. <laughs> it, it'd be really hard to do that if you're Japanese. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking oh, yeah. about. Uh, sir, we, we, we can tell you've lived here your whole life. But this is yeah. news to me. Yeah, we're not buying it. Give us the money. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's thing. not like they're going to take you yeah, back and so, take out your kneecaps. I would hope not. Yeah. No, no, they aren't. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was just something that I've noticed in this performance. Because they're pushing this girl really hard. The the main girl, the girl that kind of has the hair in her eyes. Um, uh, Hirate Yudina. She's kind of touted as the next Atchan, uh, Maida Atsuko, which is like the main person in AKB for uh, Kia, Kia, Kia Kizaka 46. Um, she's been the main girl five straight CDs in a row, which is wow. something that hasn't been done, hasn't been done in 48 or 46 history. So they're putting a lot of marbles on uh, a lot of stones on her back to make her carry this group pretty much 
And I guess just all that pressure kind of got to her from yeah. the performance. Scene. So hopefully yeah. she's okay. Um, yeah, she said like the blog post like later on that day said she was okay. But yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm um, glad she's doing good. But yeah, con- yeah. Continuing on, um, let's go down to number twenty-nine. Hiroshi Itsuki. With uh, he's been here a long time, forty-seven times. Woo. Yeah, 47 times. And, wow. Yeah. And he sung a song called uh, Yosora. Um, how did you like it, Greg? I, I, I liked it. Because, um, I mean, it, he got the whole crowd into it. Um, and um, like it, had, it was nice, it was upbeat and catchy. Um, and even though he's been there 47 times, like you could tell like he's uber excited to be there full of energy really loves to be there like 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 he he pretty much knocked it out of the park so yeah 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 and i thought it was really good too <laughs> for for <laughs> but yeah continuing on to number 30 it's uh, Nogizaka, 46. This is their third time in. They've only been here a year earlier than uh, their their sister group. Um, and they sung a song called Influencer. And this and, is another song that I went out and purchased mid-song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, 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 was, I was like, yeah, yeah this, is, this is going in the collection right here, right now. Like, right like, now, <laughs> it, it it's 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 this is mine. Like like this song is really good. Um, it's nice and catchy. Um, like, I it, it was good. Like, like I I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's it's a it's a forty eight or forty eight or forty six pop song. So it was really good. Um, they also had one of the commentators. His um, he's another Canadian. His name is Bananaman, kind of singing along or performing along with them yeah, in, in yeah, the mid yeah. crowd. He he looks he looks like a heavier version of Mo from the Three Stooges if Mo was Asian. <laughs> yeah um so banana man is a yeah, that's another whole topic in japanese pop culture but yeah they they are very famous um comedy duo so i can see why they are um part of the kohaku anyway but yeah um going down to number 31 um it's a singer by the name of matsuesiko and she, this this is her twenty first year, <laughs> another long standing time that she's been here, and uh, she sung a song called Atarashi Ashita, which I thought was really good. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Hey. Um, I, I I felt really special. I, I I knew what the song title meant. I was like, oh, oh okay, new new tomorrow. I I can get behind that. And I like Matsudo Seiko. She's done, she's released a couple CDs in America under just Seiko. And she's been around yeah. for a while, but I like, I like her music. She has some good songs. So I like this one. Yeah. It was nice. Yes. She's uh, known as the internal idol. So she's another idol person 
once we kind of get into more of the history breakdown performances, I, I would love to for her specifically. She has very long last career, in going through beginning in the eighties, I believe. So I would love to kind of just go full full force into learning more about her style and stuff. Same. But yeah, after this um, is a singer by the name of Hirai Ken. Uh, this is his fifth year, I believe. Or no, eighth. No, year. eighth. And he's yeah, and he sung a song called Nonfiction. And this was really good. I really liked it. <laughs> like he's okay. I, I I remember like there's some songs of his I really like, and there's some songs of his I don't care for. I feel like it's hit or miss with him. I didn't care for this one too much. Yeah, I, I felt the same. Like, like, it's not a bad song by any means, uh, but for me personally, I was like, well, yeah, it, it's okay. It's not really hitting on much, but it's not... Like, if I heard it on the radio, I wouldn't turn it. I'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, hey, I know it. <laughs> but yeah, continuing on to number 33, it was a, it was a duo, actually. So this was uh, Shinoringo and Matsumoto Taurus. Uh, singing Main Street. Yes. So what is it like to see Shinoringo live now? <laughs> well, live, quote-unquote. Uh, I, I, I really liked her. I really liked the song. I could have They could have dropped Tortoise. He was slowing the whole thing down. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 is that like, a pun there? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was meant to be. Like, like in all seriousness, like, like he was fine. Um, like, there, there was a few times where, like, you could tell... Um, like they were out of sync um in singing like they're like they're, they weren't hitting the same words at the same time um but the song itself was really good and and like shinaringo has like this beautiful opening solo like she sings the whole first first verse by herself and i thought like maybe they might do like a trade-off like well she'll sing one verse and like he'll sing the second and stuff like that but that's not what happened she sings the first verse by herself and then once the chorus kicks in through the rest of the song it's a duet between the two of them and i'm like well i mean it, it's a good song but like i said he's he's a little out of sync so like there's a few few times where like they're not matching the way they're supposed to but um you know, maybe it, it, like I said, it wasn't a bad song, but it, I think it would have been better had he not been there. But Shinoringo's awesome. <laughs> nice. But yeah, continuing on um, to number thirty-four, perfume. Uh, yes. I love perfume. Ah, uh, yes, perfume. I I would say this is. It may not be act of the show, but it was it was pretty close because instead of cutting away from a different so like a different venue or a live audience, this was actually done on the roof of the building that they're in, and so like you have uh, the three girls in this triangular stage that's lit up, and you have the beautiful city in the background, just lights and everything, and the these girls are on point. Um, they 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 are in sync. The song is uber catchy, like really good. Like like they like like I said, I don't know if they were act like um like the best act of the whole thing, but they were pretty close. Like like this this was awesome. 
like like they they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, this is their tenth year doing it, and the song that they sung was called Tokyo Girl. So I guess it kind of makes sense that they chose that kind of motif. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it made so, a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense now. So I'm like, oh wow, they kind of went all out for it. And I was just laughing because before they started it, they did kind of let an interview asking, oh. How is it like out there? And they say, oh, it's really cold. <laughs> Let, let's hurry up and do this so yeah. we can get back inside. Well, because, well, see, like, I saw the outfits that the girls are in, and I'm like, 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 I, like, it's, it's been 30, like, like, the high outside of my place has been 34. Most, like, all week it's been 34 degrees. Um, It's been uber cold. I work outside all day. I'm in five layers freezing. These girls are in tiny dresses and not much else. <laughs> so I'm like, Lord, is it warmer out there? Or what? Like, what? Like, yeah. It. I could imagine they were cold. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because Japanese fashion, like some of the girls, they wear like those kind of outfits in winter time, and they act like nothing's wrong. Oh, oh, child, there's a lot of things wrong. Starting with the fact. Nope, I had like layers on all week, so I had it's twelve <laughs> degrees, layers on all week. I could not do what they did. Nope. <laughs> well. <laughs> Then again, this is a, a, a different terms of fashion between us and them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but yeah, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know personally where I am at. It's seventy degrees every day. <laughs> Rub it in. Rub it in. Yes, I will. I work out yes, in the freezing cold for six hours a day. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I digress. Continuing on to thirty-five. It is extra pan, and uh, I I wanted to hear your first impressions of extra pan there, Greg. Uh, yeah, so, so like, um, cause like it, it's you know forty five performances. Like, there's no way I'd be able to talk about any of these if I didn't take down notes. So I I so extra pan. Um, they were interviewing them before they started, and like I looked at their outfits, and I'm like. Man, this looks like an '80s hair metal band. Just like, just the way they have their hair done, the outfits they have on, and I'm like, and and like I'm expecting like this '80s rock song to just come come out of these guys. And they cut over to the stage, and it's the it's one guy at a piano and another guy singing, and it is one of the most it, it is the most beautiful song of the night. Like like just this gorgeous song. It's called Endless Rain. It it is very non rock in every regard. Like just this straight up song. And then like like the piano stops and you hear a little music in the background. You're like, Okay, what's going on here? And the guy that's playing the piano gets up and he walks. And as he's walking, you see this drum set erecting itself from the ground. And you're like, <laughs> what is going on here? And then they play like the 80s hair metal music that you would 
expect from a group of that image. Like they lived right up to their image and it was awesome and it was great. But I was like, I, I was, I was, a, I was a bit floored at the same time. I was like, what, what's, what's going on here? But it, it was it, 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 like, like X Japan's performance is worth look, like trying to see if you can find it on YouTube. I, I like seriously, it, it is something to behold. Like, it, it, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I love X Japan. Once we kind of so they're they're one of the fortes into visual K, which is a a a subgenre of rock in Japan. And I can't wait to get into visual K and just see what your reactions are to them. I I can't wait personally, <laughs> but. But yeah, I I love Dex Japan's performance personally. I like like I said, it, it was good. It was really I, I I like like I'm not certain if they did two different songs because like there was such a transition in tempo and like they only have like the one song on the list. So I don't know, I don't know if it was the same song or not. But like it was good. I, I liked it. Like 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 Endless Rain was like I said, really good song. Really loved it. It was a gorgeous piece, and then yeah, they they rocked they rocked out that last little bit. Like it, it was good. Oh yeah, it was it was really good. But yeah, continuing on to number thirty six, my girls. <laughs> all forty eight of them. Oh well, all forty eight of them. Okay, so it's AKB forty eight. Uh, this is their tenth time. In the Kohaku. So they did something a little different this year. So so this is how big AKB is. What AKB does is they go around and they do they do their own version of the Kohaku, which is pretty much a red or white version of which members is going to perform in it because there's so many members at this point there's not just 48 of them there's like over a hundred something of them oh i, I over a hundred see i thought they just yeah. set the cap at 48 but they they i know they i just figured like they cycled out girls yeah so sometimes they do that but a lot of times they just they just split the performances and stuff so yeah and uh, you know it's it's funny. So once they did that, they determined who was going to be the the main group that's performing for AKB. They they added a little twist. Not only the the song that they chosen isn't going to be predetermined. Usually when they sing, they always have a predetermined song so they know what set list to do. They made a a set list of thirty songs. They're going to only choose three. And it's going to be in random order, and then they're going to have to pick, or well, it's going to be randomized in the order of how it's going to be picked. This was something. This was really something. So they did a lot of older songs. They they did this voice a uh, song called Ogore Diamond, uh, Big Boy's Diamond, one of my one of my favorite songs. Um, then uh, San or uh, three hundred sixty five. Nichi no Kimi Hikoki and uh, Ju Ichigatsu no Anklet. So Ju Ichigatsu no Anklet 
so this song is very important for one of the members. Her name is Watanabe Mayush. We mentioned her on last week's show. Yes. She, th- this is her graduation single, pretty much. This was the last single that she was going to be a part of as the main center. So it was very important for her to sing this song. And I kind of teared up because she started to tear up because it, this oh, was yeah. a very important moment because this is, this is the last time she's going to be on the Kohaku. This is yeah. the last time everything. I wouldn't say that. She could make her. it back as a, as a solo artist. I mean, she she had a single, uh, her debut album hit the top 10 Oricon. Like, she could be back next year, just not as a member of AKB48. Mm, it would be very, very interesting. Not to pre- to shoot you down there, but it would be very interesting to see if it does do that because there are certain members that have graduated and done solo songs, but they just never reached that that pendulum. That echelon? That echelon of going yeah. back onto the Kohaku and saying, you know, I did this on my own without the help of Akimoto Sensei. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, who knows? Mayu could be something very different. Like, I, I'll, I, I'll look I, forward to it. I, I will say, as, as the American that was watching that, I was like, I was really confused. I'm like, okay, so the girl's crying. Um, something important's going on here. And and when they were like announcing the songs, I was like, like I thought it was like a game show part of just like just the way that they did it and the graphics they were using. I was like, like was there like a lottery pool or something? Did did, did the, the I thought like maybe the audience voted for the songs that they wanted to do. Like like it was really interesting and and but then like she started crying i'm like okay i don't know what's going on here but something something's going down and then i was kind of expecting like slower songs but the three that they picked were really upbeat and and uh she i think she was actually tearing up a little bit during november anklet which is uh, oh yeah juichi gatsu no anklet yeah november anklet so yeah yeah but yeah there were all three good songs Oh yeah, I loved um, Okoye and Diamond. It's one of one of my favorite songs. It's one of the first songs I ever listened from them. So, and you can't say I was yeah I was getting a little a little misty there when uh, Mayu was getting misty. <laughs> oh man, it'll be okay. Oh, it'll be okay. There's yeah, hope be, in the future. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I hope so, man. I hope so. Oh. But yeah, <laughs> continue on down to number thirty-seven. Was a group, a very interesting group called Outhead uh, Kashimashi. It's her debut, their debut, and um, they, it's really interesting because they they've been in the industry for a while, and I want to yeah they've been in the industry for a while, and this is their first time getting to the Kohaku, which is to show how difficult it is to try and get here. Yeah, how how do you think of their their style, uh, Gray? Uh, let's see. Uh, like uh, I, it was a pretty solid song. It wasn't bad. Um, I it wasn't anything I, I was super crazy about. Um, just it was to me it was just like another one of the songs. Like oh yeah, you know it's okay. Yeah, and um, they, the song that they did was uh. Uh, Kyoyoi no Sukini Noni, and it was 
Very, very interesting, <laughs> to say the least. But yeah. Continue on to number 38. Um, it's Matsu Takako um, with Ashita no Doku, Ashita wa Doku Kara. And this is her third time, man. You know, I she's fairly, fairly famous pop singer back from the early 90s. Oh, so. Yeah, I, th- I thought she looked a little older, but I mean, the song itself was pretty lovely. Like, I, I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a really good song. I, I, I really can't wait to see more of, more of these singers, mostly because they're in these um, s- songs for, or in the business for so long, but they don't perform as much. So I kind of want to see more of these like people that only get in for single digits. Yeah. But, yeah. Continue on. Um, it's Hoshinogen with Family Song, and I was freaked out by this song, not because of the guy singing. What was happening behind the guy singing? I believe. Um, if you, I think it was, it was this song, but they had this this backup dancer. That was creeping me the f- out. <laughs> I, I don't know. I wasn't paying like, that much attention to it. Like, the song yeah, didn't draw yeah, me yeah, in. There was, there was this backup guy. I, I think he was oh, part of a, yeah, a dance. Is, yeah, okay, yeah, I know the song. Because he, 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 uh, he was the dude. I, I know He had one leg, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he had one leg. And he kept doing these weird, awkward poses. And, and, and I'm... I, yeah, I know this song now because I I I I remember now what you're talking about. I was like, I was like, what is the deal? <laughs> I mean, yeah, just yeah, so. More, I mean, more I power to the no guy idea. that's missing a leg. I mean, you know, I don't want to rag on him, but I'm I was I'm like, this doesn't seem the. I I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I, but, I mean, but, the, yeah. the name of the song is Family Song. Uh, I I. Like, no, nothing family about that, man. <laughs> I, but yeah, yeah, con- it was weird. yeah, continue on to number 40. Superfly. I love Superfly. I the, the singer is The singer is such a beautiful singer. And I'm so sad. This is only her second time in, in the Kohaku. And sh- the song that she sung is... Um, I komete hana taba oh, and it's it's such a lovely song. Uh, she she has a beautiful voice, but uh, personally, like for me personally, like the song wasn't really hitting on much. Um, oh. might be one might be one of those songs where like you go back and you, you like so, sometimes like you need to hear a song more than once to really appreciate it for yeah. what it is. So, you know, maybe maybe I need to go back and re-listen to it because like the first time I heard it, I'm like, well, you know, it like like like. Like she has a lovely voice. Like, like, like I, I, I liked it, but, but like the song itself is just wasn't really hitting on much for me. So I was like, oh, it's okay. But, um, oh yeah. When we get a chance to, because Superfly, she's she's been in it for I want to since the mid aughts, and yeah, her career is a very interesting career. I can't. I can't wait to kind of go into her her style and just looking at her her discography and stuff like that too. Well, and 
with a name like Superfly, I was kind of expecting like a group of people. And and for yeah. the first little while of the song, I kept expecting other people to show up. And it wasn't until she was probably three quarters of the way through it dawned on me. She is Superfly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and not in the 70s yeah. term term icon I don't, maybe she might maybe I don't, maybe you guys might think she is super fly but <laughs> but I, I, I'm like I'm, I was I was I just kept waiting for like a, a band or like people to show up behind her and and the whole time I was like yeah nobody's coming this is weird oh that's her name oh, okay <laughs> Gray's on board but, now but everyone's on board <laughs> So yeah, continue on. There's uh number forty one, my boys, Arashi. Oh, they 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 sung two songs, um, guts, which is one of my favorite songs of their recent songs, and uh, doors, uh, Yuki no Kiseki. So like I I like doors more than I did guts. Like like doors. Oh was, yeah, doors was. Awesome, and this is the song that had all the holograms in them because, th- like, they 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 produce a door for each member of the band, which is five of them, and like they never like they you could always see through them, but it it gets really hard to see through the door the the doors right, and then like they they open up and then the door comes out. And goes over the audience, and it and it zooms back across, uh, and it goes up on screen, and then like a door opens, and then like they they dance. But um, like like it was really good. Um, it threw me because I didn't know one of the the hosts was a member of Arashi. So yeah. when he he was when I saw him in the group, I was like, okay, okay, was not expecting that. So, oh, yeah. So it, it yeah, was so, yeah. But yeah, it, it was like it was good. Like um, like both songs were really good. Um, I did like guts. I just like doors a little bit more. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, I could. I could doors see the is their this year's song. That's why. So it's, it has a little bit more special meaning to them. But guts is a very popular song. I believe it was two thousand. I want to say fifteen or sixteen. Two yeah. years ago or so, when that song debuted, and uh, it's been one of my so- favorite songs from them since that it happened. Actually, um, my my biggest critique of that song is like, cause during the song, like they have all these people with like these cards, um, and that they hold yeah. up, and and like like various card formations make various pictures and stuff like that. But they kept hard like they kept super zooming in on the band, so like you would see like all these card formations in the background, and they're really blurry, and you can only make out like a small portion of it. And they kept changing, <laughs> and I'm like, I want to see what the pictures that they're making are. And no, I keep getting uber close ups of the boys, which there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But it wasn't what I was wanting to see because I was like, oh, I, was, yeah. I was like, like I want to see what you guys got going on in the back back there, and they only cut out, they yeah. only cut back for like two or like two or three times, and like right at the end of guts, they they cut back and like they they showed like the um, like the the sea of white cards with uh red cards spelling out guts, and I, I'm like, oh that was really cool, 
and I think they I think they only showed like one or two more formations, and I'm like, I would love to have seen more of that personally. <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah. Continue on to uh, number forty-two, Takahashi Mariko. For you, oh man, this is uh, we're we're getting to it to the point that uh, these are the more older singers that have been in the programs for a while now. This yeah. is her 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 fifth or sixth time in it, and yeah. She, the song was all right. I liked it. it, it, it okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't the best, but it was really pretty, and she had a gorgeous voice to it. So. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm with I'm with you. It wasn't like like the only note that I wrote was it, it, it's a beautiful song because yeah, it was. But. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um it it was um. Interesting, and you can tell by like this program, by like by the time of the program, they they were all kind of starting to wind down a little bit. It it, oh, it, yeah. it was pushing eleven thirty around this time, so yeah, you can imagine everyone there is tired. Oh yeah, but continue on to number forty three. It's uh, by an artist named Hikawa Kiyoshi. This is his eighteenth year. He's a, a a very prestigious Inca singer. So and it's funny because he does both Inca and pop, but he kind of switches his name to kind of differentiate himself from what style he's mostly going to be doing. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it must be nice yeah. to get be in that that point in your career where you can do that. Like, uh, you know what? Well, today, mean, today, I don't feel like Koyoshi Hikawa. I feel like Koyoshi Himakawa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's back. Back when he started, he was known as the Prince of Inca. So. I could see know. that. I could hey. totally see that. He looked like royalty doing that song, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and the song that he sung was like Kiyoshi no Sono Doko no Bashi, <laughs> which is. is it, yeah. Is it is it me or is it cheating when you stick your own name in your own song? As part of yeah, the title. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of, <laughs> just a little bit. But, it, yeah. But, so but it's, next, it was a good this, song, and, and the whole crowd got in yeah. on it. I mean, they were really oh, into yeah. it, and I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, more power to you. <laughs> so the next two acts, um, they're, they're what we call the Golden Acts. So they don't are not a part of the Team Red or White. They're more of, like, a special guest. So the first one was Namie. Um, obviously, because it would be kind of a, a landslide if she was kind of to be in it uh, for the red team. Uh, I, I and mean, it, they had a lovely tribute for her. It was. It was nice, although I feel like they skipped some years that I loved. But they did a good tribute, you know, seeing from 1992 till now. And I loved a lot of the songs they picked. I think they did a good job. It, it was um, it was it's it actually kind of heart touching a little bit just to just to see the the scope of her career and that magnitude of it and yeah there, there there's a sense of finality when you're watching that tribute like wow this is this yeah, is it I, for her I teared um, up I teared up 
I, I, I'm a little surprised they went with Hero for the song, for like her last song. Like I figured it'd be finally something a little bit more poignant, but Hero was really nice, um, well done, and the stage she sung that on was really interesting because she was just in a, a hallway of a bunch of door frames. Um, so I, mean, I guess they kind of kind of to send symbolize her her way out. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it was it was beautiful and it just seeing where she began and where she is now was you know it shows how far she's come and you know how how she's you know what she what she is now you know as you see her from then and now it's kind of an amazing transformation too uh, how, how old was she in 92 because i mean she looked like a like a like 14, 14 years old in, in that in that in, the, in yeah. that clip yeah, I mean, she's going to be 40. No, yeah, she's going to be 40 next, this year. So That's a career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, when they're doing the tribute, she said, oh, yeah, up to every generation, up to the 40s, she's been in the industry. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it was a good song. I really liked it. And, and one of the rarities that I like from her style, anyway, so. But yeah, continuing on. Um, so they, so this was very interesting on my part. So they had a singer. His name is Kiske Kawada, and he's a singer for the Southern All Stars, which is a band, <laughs> a really very influential rock band back in the seventies, actually. Oh, and, oh wow! I mean, I didn't he... know they were that old. Oh, I yeah. mean, he looked old, pretty, pretty old on up there. So I, I can believe it. I can totally believe that he was from the seventies. So what they did something very strange and out of nowhere, they did this in countdown Japan in Yokohama arena. And they made everyone that was in there part of the Kohaku. So they are technically, they can put that on their resume. <laughs> <laughs> or, so, you know, I kind of want to see if they're going to do something like this next year, too. But we'll see. We'll it's, see. It, but, it's possible. I mean, it could have just been the fact that um, that particular band, because they're so old, have such a following. They have probably a little bit more prestige, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And it, I mean, yeah. it was, it was right down. at the end. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was going. It was winding down already, but continue on to lovely forty-four, um, Ishikawa Sayuri. She's been in it for forty years. <laughs> My yeah. goodness. And, and I would say, of all the actors, she's the one who truly rose the highest, for she ascended Mount <laughs> Fuji itself. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Oh, right. yeah, it's it was a great Inca song, and you can tell a lot of it was just 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 so interesting. <laughs> just to see from her her point of view of how Inca evolved from from what the younger singers were singing for Inca to compare to her style, it'd be very interesting. But yeah, lastly, rounding out the guys is a folk rock duo by the name of Yuzu. Yeah. And 
Yeah, this is their eighth time there, and the song that they sung was uh, Eiko no Kakuko, and it was all right. I liked it. Uh, I've been there for a while. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it had a good beat. Um, uh, I felt like it was um, a good way to end the show, like this upbeat duet kind of thing. Like, like I, I, I thought it was a solid, solid song. Oh yeah, but well, yeah. After that, well, I mean, they they had an, they they also sung old lady sign in, in Japanese, but everybody sang that, so that doesn't count. That's not the that that does not count as the last song. Yeah, but yeah. So going down. So this is by technicality a competition. So they did a voting. Everyone did a voting of which team won. And Team White won by almost double. <laughs> it It is, yeah, over a million votes. Because yeah. uh, Red Team got 1,432,371 votes. And White Team got 2,237,000 four hundred uh, six hundred and forty four votes so yeah near double like landslide and it's, it's crazy it's it's funny That's... so even it so they started doing these things for digital tv so because a lot of people watch this live we can't we can't do it because when we're watching it live we we don't have access to do that that part in Japan, so all these um, all Japanese like remotes have like a voting system on them, so that you can vote for certain things. So it's it's kind of like if American Idol had the voting system right on right on our remotes instead, kind of thing. Yeah. So even without that, white team won, and if it was strictly within the voting system within the NHK, they won by three hundred votes. So. Or yeah, but yeah. The uh, so yeah the, yeah the singer for Arashi like got to hold like the it wasn't quite a trophy but we're gonna call it a trophy for lack of a better word to use to describe it. He got to hold like the tr- the the edifice of the trophy, and that dude was yeah uber excited. Oh yeah, because every single time Arashi hosted. They they lost or red won. <laughs> That's so. Funny. This is the first. It's a, it was the first time that they were able to, or he personally was, because the solo members hosted after the group really didn't want to host together because it was kind of a more of a mainstay to kind of juggle five people, yeah, rather than one. Yeah. So after the solo start red started or white started to win again so but yeah so with that i'll just I say they better ran. be i'll just say they better be glad i didn't vote because i would have voted red i would have too i have a thing for the girl singers uh personally i would have voted white so. <laughs> uh, uh, i mean i think they both did a really good job yeah I, I mean, it, it's a tough either way. And, I mean, there's a lot of good yeah. performances on both sides, but I, I think there's just a few more acts on the red side I, I preferred over the white. So, 
But but yeah. Always with next that, year. I know we ran really long, <laughs> mostly because we're covering one of the biggest music shows of the year in Japan. But yeah, thank you very much if you oh. chose to kind of listen on with to us. To stick through it with us, yes. I didn't realize it we were running long that show, long. But it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just a two-hour yeah. show, so just just half the time the Kohaku. You know, if you got time yeah, to listen to this, <laughs> if, you, if you make it to the end of this, you could probably make it to the end of the Kohaku. Possibly. I still Possibly. Need to. <laughs> I still need to. I'm almost there. I've skipped around a lot. Well, <laughs> I, like we, I think we should probably do this annually, like once, like every January, like start the year off. Let's just two hour shows. Kohaku do the party. We'll just review Kohaku yep. party. <laughs> Kohaku party. Yeah, but yeah, with that, you guys have a wonderful New Year's, and thank you once again for listening to us. As we continue on towards the new year, we'll have a blast with this. And I thank you very much. A um, yeah. couple of housekeeping rules. Um, Luna, where can you reach us? You can reach us at ongaku to you on Twitter. And you can also reach us by email, ongaku to you at gmail.com. Um, uh, we usually were pretty responsive to Twitter. I recommend following us on there more than anything. We post a lot of what we're listening to now. If you have any suggestions, feel free to tweet us. We'd be happy to respond to you. Same via email. But yeah, thank you very much. You guys, you guys have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week. Uh, thank you so much. This is Ken sign off. Thank you so much for listening. This is Luna. Have a great week. And this is Gray. Later, guys.